93.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. Pretty straightforward. Not too complicated, right? Here's the phone numbers. Use them. 512-834-1027. It's 512-834-1027. On Twitter or X, whatever it's called this week, I'm at Jeff Ward Show. That means you can also post comments on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. If you do, please don't suck. Try to make the show better. Bring your A game. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast we put out uh, every afternoon. The Jeff Ward Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts. I would say the same for the YouTube channel. We post those videos uh, in the afternoon as well. Subscribe to it. The Jeff Ward Show is on YouTube. Um, the Dots, I didn't think I'd go here. I thought I had things pretty well figured out. But the Dots keep connecting. Bill Belichick on the coaching market means the pressure increases fivefold, tenfold. You want to keep going up? It increases tenfold on two playoff coaches. I didn't say two coaches sitting at home. I didn't say programs or franchises that don't have a coach. I said two current playoff coaches. I'm increasingly thinking there are two coaches. And if they underachieve, and I guess we have to debate what underachieve really is. I don't think it's a very gray area, but I guess we can have that out. But if these two coaches, current coaches, underachieve, they're in trouble because Bill Belichick, the troll, is hanging around. And I suspect, I didn't know this before, but I'm now learning more. I suspect the owners of these two franchises are enamored with Bill Belichick. Do I think it's a good idea to hire him? Maybe. At these particular franchises, I can probably make a decent argument. And maybe by next, early next week, I'm going to be saying, yeah, 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 here's why it works. Uh, I don't think we're that far off. I didn't think we'd be here. I didn't think I'd be saying these things, but increasingly, like I said, if you have, if you start to connect those dots, it's starting to make some sense. And look out if you're one of these two guys in the playoffs. It seems to me, and for good reason, I'll say this for Bill Belichick. He wants to, he wants to win ASAP. And he wants to win so his legacy improves so it's not so obvious that everything was about Tom Brady, right? So if you're him, it's not a stupid guy. He knows the landscape. So if you're him, if this is all true, and I'm not even saying he's having to do this himself. I think these owners are now in there. There's a couple owners, two of them, who are seem to be interested and it makes for a perfect setup for Bill Belichick. One, he gets to jump in and win right away. Okay, And that's obviously important for a guy who, one, wants to get that record. He's 14 wins away from the all-time regular season record. And number two, he, he gets to immediately start to leave behind the legacy of Tom Brady. And I'm okay with both of those things. I, I mean, I think it's perfectly reasonable. You know, the guy, he's not, he's not deaf. Okay, he knows, he knows what's said. He, he probably feels it himself. He's thinking, man. Shoot, and Brady left, and things things went horribly wrong. 
I got to get somewhere where I can where it, where it looks good right away, and no one would blame him for it. So he's fourteen away. These two things make perfect sense to me. He's not stupid, and he's not, I would assume, not going to make a stupid move because Washington and Carolina are a project. He doesn't need a project. At this age, he certainly doesn't want a project. He wants to look good. And all of a sudden, it's starting to crystallize. There are two jobs that could. If there's a quick flame out here pretty soon, two jobs that can make him look very good. So... Where and how would it work? Okay, here you go. A team that needs a steady hand. I'll start to give you hints, and I think you can probably figure it out pretty quickly. Right, right. A team that needs a, it needs just a steady hand, a guy that's been around. He doesn't have to tinker a heck of a lot. Uh, a team that has a roster that's largely in place, a quarterback that knows of him, a quarterback that will get him, a quarterback that doesn't need to have a babysitter. A quarterback that doesn't need to be a young project. A quarterback doesn't be brought along after the draft. You know where I'm going, don't you? You do know where this is going. You can start to piece it together. You can start to feel it. And where am I getting this? Well, one of the ideas, one of the places I came up with my own. The other, I was reluctant at first. Not now. You better look out, Mumbling Mike. You better look out. You better win a lot or else. Pro Football Talk today, and I like Pro Football Talk, and I, not, I like Mike Florio. I think there's a lot of stupid people out there. This is not one of them. I told you the other day the non-endorsement from Jerry Jones was like a stick of dynamite. I didn't realize what a giant stick of dynamite or multiple sticks of dynamite. I don't really know anything about dynamite. I just thought that's uh, like the Roadrunner or something would throw dynamite. I'm not even sure it's a real thing. But, um, yeah, that was a that was a, a lot that was unsaid when Jerry Jones said, well, we'll talk about the coaching job as we go through the playoffs. Now I'm starting to realize he threw a hand grenade, like just chunked it into the locker room. What we didn't see was the game's most successful at that time being on the market today. Here's what Pro Football Talk says today. When Cowboys owner Jerry Jones assessed the future of Coach Mike McCarthy by saying, quote, we'll see how each game goes in the playoffs, we went back to the notion that if Mike McCarthy doesn't deliver at least an NFC championship, McCarthy could be out and Bill Belichick could be in. It's not, uh, Florio writes, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Belichick, by saying he'd be willing to surrender some power to stay in New England, was also, think this through, it starts to make a lot of sense, was also sending a message to potential future employers. If Belichick is willing to defer to anyone when it comes to shopping for the groceries in which Belichick would cook the meal, it's Jerry and Stephen Jones. Here's what Belichick said about the Joneses before the Patriots played the Cowboys during the regular season. I, you always have to have subtitles with Bill Belichick, but he gave them glowing praise. He says, quote, I have a ton of respect for Jerry and Steven, the way they've run the organization. They've had decades of success. Wait, what? They have? Okay. They've had decades of success. They were really the team of the 90s when Jimmy Johnson was there, and they've been good. They've been competitive every year, obviously more than competitive. They've had a lot of great players down there. 
I always keep an eye on the Cowboys. Wait, what? This is Bill Belichick saying this. I always keep an eye on them just the way they do things. They've gotten a lot of players, and they've gotten a lot of production from guys that I'd say aren't big-name players, free agent, guys that are they dig out down there. I think their scouting staff has done an incredibly good job. They're very experienced. Almost all of their scouts had been with the Cowboys their entire career, so they homegrown them and they learn the system. I think they manage their personnel really, really well. Oh my gosh, this is like gushing praise. You know who likes to hear that? You know. Steven kind of runs things with the personnel department, but I mean, they're very consistent. What? <laughs> like what? It sounds like he's sucking up almost. Those things aren't true, by the way. I mean, you, can, you can't argue the success of the 90s. You can't say this about pres- the last 10 years. No way. I mean, they may have the same personnel for some time in terms of front office, but you, you can't say they've been incredibly successful. That's just not true, Mr. Belichick, and you know it. Sounds like Bill's been sucking up, and it's going to work. Um, he goes on to say, I have a ton of respect for them. He means Stephen and Jerry Jones. Definitely watch what they do and how they do it and try to learn from it. Bill Belichick said in 2019, I have all the respect in the world for Jerry. He's totally committed to winning. That organization is committed to winning. The Cowboys organization is obviously one of the premier franchises in all of sports in the National Football League, of course. Uh, Mike, mumbling Mike. Hey, Mike. You had better be playing in Santa Clara in a few weeks. You not only had better be playing in Santa Clara against the 49ers in a few weeks, you better have a close game against the 49ers in a few weeks. You don't make it to that game, you're out, and the guy who's sucking up to the Joneses is probably going to be in. You better look out, Mike. This is all coming together too nicely. Those are too many, that's far too many nice things said about the Joneses. And a lot of it's not even true. They're not that successful. But man, all of a sudden, it's, uh, wow. I actually started to think, yes, you can disagree. I'm starting to th- it's just coming together too neatly, and I don't think they're the only one. I think there's another team that might need him more than Dallas would need him, and I actually think it might be a better fit. But you cannot deny the public sucking up that he has done and how well that's going to play. So I think Dallas goes deep enough, an opinion, should go deep enough. I'll say it that way. Dallas should go deep enough in the playoffs that while Jerry may be tempted, I'm not sure he would reach out to Belichick. But I certainly am thinking more of it now than I did a few days ago. What we didn't see, of course, was Belichick being on the market right now. We didn't see Belichick saying these things about the Cowboys this year and two years ago. We didn't see the game's most successful coach being on the market, but he is. So, look out, Mike. Um, The stakes for mumbling Mike have been ramped up dramatically. So now we got to figure out, now that Belichick's out there, Belichick, it does kind of fit. Not in a personality, it's just going to be weird. 
I can't even imagine what that news coverage is going to be like if it happens. But we do now have to connect the dots. I don't think this is noise for the sake of noise. I don't think pro football talk is just making up stuff. I'm not saying he's all, he's in the door, but I think it's pretty obvious any view of any flame out by Dallas in the playoffs and the door's open. Okay? Now the question is, what's a flame out? Right? Am I am I now did I did I not calculate this properly? Is the calculation changed now? And that is this. Dallas, I've argued since I don't know, last July, that Dallas makes the NFC championship game or mumbling Mike is out. Then I thought, ah, better be competitive in that championship game or you're out. And I by the way, I don't think it's wrong. Forget Bill Belichick. You now need to be measured on the playoffs, okay? You're one of the four best teams in the NFL. You need to act like it. You have to deliver. Okay, so now, hey, Jeff, are you wrong? Um, Now is it Super Bowl or bust? No, I'm not kidding. Is it Super Bowl or bust? With Bill Belichick sucking up to the Joneses, I mean, to the point that it's it's almost nauseating. It's not, a lot of stuff he said is not even true. Is it Super Bowl or bust? Because I don't think they're beating San Francisco. And I don't think any of you think they're beating San Francisco. I don't know anyone that thinks they beat San Francisco. They've got work to do to get there. I think they roll the Packers, but I'm not sure after that. So all of a sudden, it's sounding like it's not just an NFC Championship appearance is good enough. It sounds like a lot more is going to... It's going to be a lot more. It has to be. I'm starting to wonder. Now, all that said... I think the more practical play for Belichick is Philadelphia. It makes a lot of sense. To me, it makes more sense than Dallas. They are a train wreck. They are an absolute psychological mess. I don't know that Dallas needs him. A flame out by Dallas, I'm not sure they need him. I, I don't know. Philadelphia probably needs him. Philadelphia is a could be one and done in the worst kind of way, and Nick Sirianni probably gets whacked. And I think that's a thing. Now, whichever of these teams is a flame out, whichever team underachieves in the playoffs, it sounds like the head coaching job goes to, to Bill Belichick. That's the way it sounds. And if you connect the dots, it makes sense. He doesn't want to mess around with these other jobs. And, and, and I, I wouldn't blame him. Washington's a project. He's too old. He's too far away from those wins. Carolina's a mess, and the owner's a lunatic. The owner makes Jerry Jones look timid. Atlanta is work, man. The Chargers' job is probably Jim Harbaugh's. So when you step back and think it through, and you do start to connect the dots, there are two jobs that where you can win right away. There are two that the roster's already good. There are two that seem to want you. That's the way it sounds. And he's just waiting for one of these franchises to underachieve. And then Bill Belichick is your coach. A flame out in round one or two, a blowout in round three. Okay, think about that for Dallas. A flame out in round one or two. Flame out in round one. Dallas loses to Green Bay. He, he doesn't get in his car. I mean, well, he might take an Uber. It's over. Round two, I think the same thing. A blowout in round three And oh my gosh, the Troll and Jerry Jones are standing arm in arm in the most comical news conference 
this side of, uh, I'm trying to think, what would it would be the most comical news conference, the, the most comical look, right? I mean, Jerry's just drooling on himself, and then there's the troll. We have no idea. It'll be the most comical news conference. The most com- the two most comical news conferences I remember the last, what, five or six years would be Rudy Giuliani in front of that porn shop. Remember that? That was comical. Trump and the uh, putting the uh, whatever the insecticide or whatever inside your lungs when the doctor was freaking out. That's pretty comical. Jerry Jones up there rambling aimlessly about Bill Belichick would be comedy gold. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Oh, I forgot. I forgot would to say Friday. If I asked you to dance. But I didn't would forget you it on Friday once I heard the intro of this song. Immediately, the bell went off. Wow, that Would sucks. That makes my face hurt. If you saw me crying, Oftentimes on Fridays, even when I do forget, because Brandon tonight. just knows I'll just start playing bad music and everything will kick in. Jeff will go psychotic. So on Fridays, oftentimes uh, I'm on an email chain with uh, record executives who have compiled lists of the worst songs ever made, songs that everyone hates, no one in their right mind would ever like. No one wants to listen to. No one wants to sing along with. I mean, they're really songs that just make you want to rip your eyes out. And I call them songs that suck. And what you need to do when you hear them, and don't pretend you like any of them because no human being would like any of these songs. You guess the artist, you guess the year, and you guess the song title. I will stand by. You know what? It's hard to have a slow song you can't even, even in your worst teenage years, you can't even skate to. I don't think you can skate. Couple skate to this song. And the music video is a buzzkill by itself. Okay. Enrique Iglesias. Check. Oh, boy. Hang on, it's, um... Not in too deep. Something very simple. One word. Help? Hero. Shoot! I can be your hero, baby. Sang that well. Is that in the opening when he does that sort of that raspy intro that makes me want to it's set my hair on fire? It's pretty much the core. My hero, okay. Just called Hero. I feel like, I don't know how long ago this was. I, this is 90s, I think. It feels 90s. 2000s? Oh boy. Has anyone ever been around anyone who said they liked this song? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of who? He's on a world tour right now. Oh, please. And who would apparently, go? Moms? he can't actually sing. Can't? Cannot. 
and it's been oh, I, someone just discovered that it's been I've shown heard. on on reels and TikToks all over. Oh, the so place. he's uh, he's lip syncing. He's got Millie Vanilli, something like that. Wow. Okay. Well, who, I mean, other than a bunch of soccer moms drinking wine coolers, who would who would attend this show? I mean, they sold out every oh, show. God. Him, Pitbull, and Ricky Martin. I can't function in this world, you know. And I'm just not. Uh, 2004, close. 2001, not a great year. No. Oh, is this all he's ever done? You know, I mean, Dad made a lot of money. I guess it didn't matter. He's done a lot. Yeah. Oh no, that's sad. I'm sad for everyone now. Wow, that's unfortunate, moms. Why do I assume no? I accurately assume soccer moms like that. <laughs> if someone ever says, well, Jeff, you seem to think that soccer moms have bad taste in music. You're right. Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, agree, disagree with my, uh, yeah, it's just, it, I, I had it figured out with Philadelphia and Bill Belichick. That one I got figured out. Their coach, Nick Sirianni, that team is a mental mess. I don't know if there's any recovery. Bill Belichick, I said a few days ago, that would make sense. Fix it fast. Bill, please go to the locker room and just like get this thing organized. We had a coach that went crazy. The Dallas thing, I did not see coming. And then now it's starting to crystallize. And Mike, you've got to win a lot. You've got to win a lot. I don't know what a lot is. I... I don't know that I would blame him if uh, Dallas gets beat in the championship game. I don't. I don't know that I'd hold it against Mike. San Francisco, when they're on and when they're healthy, are just too good. You're not that good. I actually might even find myself already saying, "You whack him after making the NFC Championship game, and it's a good game against the 49ers." I, I actually think that might be a little much, but, but. When I've read the things now that Belichick has said about Jerry Jones, read the things he said about Stephen Jones, read the things about these ridiculously glowing praise of the Cowboys, not a lot of it's true. I'm starting to think, you know, who's going to love that? You know who does love that? I'm wondering if Jerry Jones wasn't thinking of all this when he threw the hand grenade at Mumbling Mike a few days ago. I'm starting to wonder. All right, here we go to Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Uh, at Jeff Ward, Mills Rogers Speaks says, Love the show, Jeff. I agree with said Golden on Alabama and Deion Sanders. If he had won six games and one of the and won one of the 100 bowl games out there, maybe they take a chance. Well, of course, this tweet was sent probably minutes ago. It doesn't matter now. I, I, I disagree. Um, was it Stephen A. Smith this morning? Like, I, I understand that Deion Sanders, what, what they went, five, four? What did Colorado end up with? They got their ass handed to them late in the year because they, they don't have any play. They don't have enough players. They don't have enough players. Someone, let me repeat this over and over again. I think it's going to work because I think the most important thing in college football especially now, okay, is that if you can't hand out money 
and a lot of schools in the SEC cannot hand out money the way a Texas, USC, or an A&M will. Okay? And, of course, they're going to be in the SEC. Then you've got to cut through the clutter. You are not in the coaching business. You are in the sales business. And the sales business is, I need to be a rock star. And appear, my program appear to be a rock star program to 17-year-olds. All right, they're either gonna they're either gonna chase the cash, or they're gonna chase the uh, the vibe. I I don't agree with this idea that Deion Sanders doesn't know what he's doing. I, I don't buy that at all. I don't. I mean, they they were bad this year because their guys couldn't block. It wasn't because he was some nut job out there going for it on fourth and nine like a lot of coaches. So I, I don't buy this idea that somehow he's got to prove that he knows the game and can coach. I, it's really not a complicated game. It's really very simple. So I, I disagree. And he's going to end up. He's going to end up in the state of Florida, and he's going to crush it. Or he's going to end up in the SEC, or both, and he's going to crush it. Because what matters is, one, money, two, get me to the NFL, hey, I love the guy. I think this was early this morning when they were debating about the Alabama job, which I think has all but just been settled, but this was a debate about Deion Sanders this morning. Best fit to replace Saban. Who you got? Y'all going to call me crazy, but I'm going to say it again. Primetime Deion Sanders. I feel that way. He's probably mad that I'm going to say it because he, you know, happy. I, I don't, me personally, nah. go ahead and be happy in Boulder, Colorado. Knock yourself out. I mean, I, God bless you, okay? Uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to cast any aspersions on Boulder, Colorado, but all I'm going to say is that I was there twice in my life, and the only time and the only reason for that was him, okay? And that's really what it comes down to. I would tell you this. Um, the reason why I feel that way is because I'm thinking about today's generation of players um, catching the pulse of the players. I'm thinking about NIL. I'm thinking about the transfer portal, which obviously were things that Nick Saban had some degree of a problem with. And then I'm thinking about Deion Sanders. He's got the top-ranked transfer class right now. All right? This is the second year that he's pulled that off. And so when you look at it from that perspective, the ability to recruit talent, I think if you're going to replace the greatness of a Nick Saban, it starts and ends first and foremost with being able to recruit and you can't tell me that for a big time program like alabama somebody like prime time goes that goes there that you ain't gonna have athletes that will not follow because i felt that same way about them guys with texas a&m i thought they should have went in that direction yep. and you talk about nick Agreed. saban imagine going from nick saban to prime time that's just me it's not gonna happen i know that but that's what i would say yeah i I agreed, past tense. Interesting conversation, past tense. Past tense as of about, what, 12 minutes ago? The screaming sound you'll hear in the background is the producer of the show who's from Seattle. Man, oh man. Boy, you talk about a culture shock. You talk about, buddy, you are in for a culture shock. And I don't know that... I actually think the culture shock may be too much. Uh, word is now by ESPN is that Kalen DeBoer, who was almost across the field from Nick Saban in a championship game, 
is, uh, according to Mark Schlebach of ESPN, is going to be the next coach of Alabama. Buddy, you are light years and a time warp away from Seattle. Oh, my gosh. So much so, you know, it really begs to... The guy's a good football coach, okay? Obviously, he's, you know, it's a ridiculous record he's had. He's won everywhere. You saw Washington. You saw how they play. Uh, you know, there, there's no denying There's no deny, denying the guy can put together a team. The guy can coach a game and do it in the right way. And I'm saying right way is not tricked up football. You know, I hate tricked up football. Tricked up football does not work. So the guy can coach. But... I wouldn't have. I would have waited, man. I, I I would have. I know it's hard to. It's easy to say sitting in Austin, Texas. Hey, bud, you should have waited, dude. You're the next coach at Michigan. Or or or, you might be the next guy to make the jump from college program to the NFL. And I know it sounds crazy that anyone in their right mind would say, boy, I would pump the brakes on taking the job at Alabama, but I'd pump the brakes on taking the job at Alabama. A couple of reasons. One, my gosh, sir, you're going from Seattle to Alabama. It's a time warp. It's a time warp. Oh, but football is football. No, it's not. No, that's not true. He's going to the SEC. He's going to be recruiting in the South. And, oh, there's this minor subject. He is replacing (laughs) the greatest coach the game has ever known. It is impossible. It's impossible. Is it about money? I mean, he's going to make a lot of money. It was not like he was probably grossly underpaid where he was. He would have made a lot of money in Michigan. Oh, but he replaced Jim Harbaugh there. I, I, I know. I'm just saying that, man, that is light years away from where you were coaching, the environment you were recruiting in, and the mindset. But I hope it works for him. I do. That takes some stones to make that jump. It does. Um, he really, really wanted to leave. And I don't know that I quite figure out why exactly. I suspect that, yeah, they're not going to be as good at Washington next year. But like I said, to me, it's just a matter of the moment. It was a matter of the moment Jim Harbaugh said, I'm going to the Chargers. You know, every day that goes by, Jim Harbaugh's not signing a contract with Michigan meant that Michigan's got to look around. And there was no more obvious of a choice than a guy from the Midwest who they had been right across the field from. Had he waited, he'd be at Michigan. Man, that's... uh, I know nothing about the guy personally, but I cannot imagine what your family is going to look out the window and go, where are we? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Where are we? Um, And you know what? What's going to be the reaction? Uh, They're going to be good enough. He's a good enough coach. You just hand him those players. They're going to be fine. But what if any struggle whatsoever, any struggle, they're going to let the guy have it in the worst kind of way. I'm fairly certain that fans in Seattle are slightly different than fans in Alabama. Just throwing this out there. I've spent Christmas in Alabama because I couldn't get out. 
feels like a time warp. Oh, I almost, I'm worried for the guy. You're crazy, man. Really. You're replacing the game's greatest coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A ton of good players. ton of good players. Hey, he waited, he waited two days, five days, eight days. He's coaching in Michigan with the same kind of talent, if not better. And it all kind of makes sense. And he knows exactly where he is. Wow. It's an interesting move by Alabama, don't you think? I wonder where he fit on their list. I mean, I wonder if this wasn't uh, decided a couple of days ago already before names were thrown around. I mean, that is... Look, I know Saban's got to respect the guy. I, I get that. I wonder if Saban just said, that guy's the... If Jim, if you're not going to get Jim Harbaugh, that's the next best coach out there. Go hire the best coach with no regard for where he's from or what he's about or any of that stuff. But I wonder... I wonder where he fit on this list. And I wonder if this wasn't a, Sa- a Saban deal. Good luck, sir. Uh... <laughs> The quarterback you're inheriting is not quite the quarterback you just left, but that guy's going to the NFL. So ESPN is saying that it's um, it's a done deal. It was hinted at about midday today that this was going to be a done deal. I'm going to trust them on this. Uh, I suspect that you know it's hard to hide these things. Uh, he will probably any minute now, any hour now, do the obligatory show up in a red blazer. Right, you got to wear the red blazer and the tie, and I hope he doesn't try the Brian Kelly thing where Kalen DeBoer tries to have some sort of Southern accent all of a sudden. That's not going to work well. I suspect Saban will be there. I think he has to be there. It's like he has to give his blessing, but even that's going to feel awkward, right? Um, I mean, would you want it? Not that wouldn't you don't admire it. Not that you wouldn't love to have that kind of talent. I mean, look, this guy is going from the places where he's coached. He's got to drive a long way to go find great players. He, he can stop in practically anywhere in the South, and certainly in Louisiana and Georgia, and probably a lot of Alabama. And within an hour, he's got thirty-five really good players. Two hours. He's got 55. Three hours away, he's got 155 players that he would never even get to see if he was in South Dakota or even the state of Washington. So, you know, it's it's a completely different world opens up to him. But it's also incredibly competitive, and he's following the game's greatest coach where everything you do, everything you say, this is all these people have. This is it. It's not Austin. It's not Seattle. It's all they have. It's all they care about. It's all they talk about year-round. You are going to be judged critically, unlike, I think, any coach in the game next year. That is almost an impossible task. But he's really good. Uh, It has been an impressive track record all the way through. And I'm guessing, I'm going to guess this was a Saban call. That's what I'm going to guess. Saban says, I know football. That guy knows football. I know he's pasty white. I know he's never been down here. He has no idea what he's getting into. But he can coach. So forget the Deion Sanders talk. Forget D'Amico Ryans. I, I mean, I just I thought I thought it would be crazy if D'Amico Ryans 
Yes, they should have called him. It would be crazy to leave what he has with the Texans and where that can go to go to Alabama. That would have been crazy. It would have been crazy for Steve Sarkeesian to make the move. Crazy. No way. A lot of others would have jumped at it. It would have been a crazy move for Steve Sarkeesian. I even think Dan Lanning reportedly turned him down, the guy at Oregon, and I think he turned him down because the future is you need cash. That's the future. Okay? They don't have it. They don't have it. All right, 512-834-1027 on Twitter. It's at Jeff Ward Show. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Does that scream hair band there? That one's not tough. Okay. When you play songs that suck, you guess the artist, the year, and the song title. Saying hair band is not enough. Saying 80s is not enough. That's that's easy. I'll say 87. I'm going to guess poison, but I think I'm wrong. You're wrong on both. Wow. That's a, that's the name of the song right there. Headed for a heartache? Heart. Heartbreak. 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 Yeah. Uh, not poison. Let's see. I've never heard of these guys. This is a new one for me. Wow. They are... It's almost like a spoof. It's so hair band-ish. Reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob SquarePants when they spoofed the hair bands. Sounds just like that. I don't know. It's not it's not poison. It's not Motley Crue even. Nope. Winger. Yeah. Never heard of them. I have. <laughs> it's they're the same. Like they're all the same. 1989. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Late 80s had that. I mean, just they're all the same. It's the same sound, same guitar riffs, same hair. The last of a dying set. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that ever comes back. I don't. I don't. I mean, there's none of you right now that go, wow, I'd really love to hear some more of that winger. <laughs> no. There's nothing. Re- I don't think that comes back. Journey made it. But I mean, Journey's even a little different. Stuff always comes back. Not that. Not that at all. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.